Welcome to So Far So Rare. I'm joined by Andrew Laird. Laird, did you like the headshot I pulled for you for the thumbnail? You said you don't even know where I got it. I, like, I know where it's been, but I don't know how you got it. So, do you know that th you know that hard drive you keep in your bedside table? You know, I was in New York last week. <laughs> did you hear that noise in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it, it wasn't even me. It was Alex, the guy who makes all the wonderful graphics. Um, Alex hmm. did it. Alex went full-blown creeper mode, apparently. So, I don't know. Apparently, yeah. Shout out, Alex. It was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a an old Twitter photo that I had. But, like, I haven't used that one in a while. Um, but that's the photo that I think that we used when we announced that I was joining Sorter Data. Mm. And yeah, actually, now that... So I'm going to actually talk about that like right away because the day that we announced that I was joining Sorter Data, there was a tweet that Maxime put out from the Sorter Data account that I think was a, was it the handshake emoji and a pen or something like that? And Quinny responded to it that said something like, Lerdino's joining Sorter Data because I had written earlier in the day that I was leaving Rotowire. But like there was nothing about Sorer Data, and you wrote back to it in big capital letters that just said, "Imagine the scenes," and I was like, "This, that sticks with me to this day." And yeah, no better recruit. Imagine the scene. Remember, you were yeah. you were little Rotowire Andrew. Remember that? Welcome to the Sorer I was for a long Andrew's time. Podcast brought to you by Rotowire. It was. The days. I, I, what's funny is that if, there are a few people who are like relatively recent listeners to so rare andrews or watchers whatever and i had referred to an old show recently and it was on like the rotowire feed and everyone's like when was when were you on rotowire and i was like i used to work at rotowire that's where so rare andrews started and like nobody really knows it's you kind of like forget like how few people actually played so rare two years ago uh versus how many follow it all today yeah yeah, yeah. you got in in at the ground floor I uh, probably wish you didn't at this stage, but here we are. <laughs> so I want to say, looking at that photo, I think you look like a golf coach. You look like a friendly golf coach who wants to shake my hand and teach me about my swing. Or you maybe even look like a golf coach, but you definitely look like a sporting coach of some description. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that the the jacket, I'm wearing a track jacket, which I think you guys refer to a track jacket as something slightly different than what we do. Tracksuit? But maybe it's not so much. I mean, maybe it is. It's just the jacket, though. Mm. It's not this one that I'm wearing, but it's a Villanova track, literal track jacket. Like runners wear it on like before they sprint on the track. Um, I was not a runner or a sprinter, but that's the jacket that I bought. I don't know why this has came to my head and I feel it's pertinent to mention now, right? And we will get to so rare stuff, everyone. Shut up. So, I was in New York for the week and I went to the Steinway Billiard Hall or something on Steinway in Queens, right? And okay. I swear to God, I felt like I was in The Sopranos. Like, I thought the kind of accents that the actors do was like put on and don't exist. And it's true. It exists. These guys, yeah. one of them had like the proper glasses on. They were all old men, like walking around with the yep. t-shirt tucked in 
and one of them had like an earring and one of them had like these aviators on and they're sitting there shooting the shit, eating their cannolis, drinking coffee. And I swear to God, one of them actually said, you're busting my balls here. He actually <laughs> said that. I was like, nah, I can't be dealing with this. It was incredible. Get out of here. They were properly giving it the big stuff. And I was like, what has happened? I was amazed. So I found a newfound appreciation for like Italian New York gangster movies and how accurate they might actually be. I thought they kind of overdid it a bit, but maybe it's just real. No, they're they're just really good at at showcasing what the Brooklyn, Queens, New Jersey, Staten Island mob you know mob community sounds like <laughs> it was incredible and then this oh god right this is the last story and then we'll actually talk about so rare because there is a lot here but um my dad we were we met a few americans and they couldn't make out my dad's accent but they could make out my dad's accent if he put on like a new joysy accent and tried to like butter it up so he was telling a story there's a song and i like an irish song grace it's about this guy basically back in the rising i think it was 1916 i could be wrong here i'm butchering irish history and someone's going to kill me but basically he was going to get executed and his girlfriend at the time married him the day before the execution so it's about like their last like their last night declaring love before he gets shot and the song was on because we were at the st patrick's day thing because americans sell or new yorkers celebrate st patrick's day for the month not just for a day unlike us no we love it absolutely but, yeah, love it love it and uh that song came on grace and oh grace please hold me in your arms blah, 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 blah. i'm not gonna sing it and i'd sing it too accurately and we get struck with copyright that's why i'm not gonna sing it otherwise i would uh, <laughs> obviously <and laughs> anyway long-winded story he was trying to explain this to the Americans we were with and they couldn't explain it. So he started trying to, exp he had to put on the American accent to explain it. And it was fucking hilarious. But he was like proper saying like, this guy, he was going to get slugged in the morning. He was going to get plugged in the morning. So he married his broad and he goes on about all this fucking shit. I could not handle it. I was gone. I was absolutely gone. So there you go. I experienced it all in terms of accents in New York this week. My dad, who's a Northern Irish accent, trying to talk like someone from New Jersey or some mafia member, and then I actually heard them. What a week! And that's I even went to basketball, M NBA, mm -hmm. so rare NBA. Watched them. Um, who was really good? It was the Knicks. Quickly was there a guy Barrett? Yep. Uh, Randall is an absolute monster. Do I have the date correct that they actually lost though? Yep, I think it was their first game in ten. I was going to say, they were on like this long winning streak and then I see a picture yep. and you're like, were... I'm at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, oh yeah. And they actually, first thing they've lost in like three weeks. They were 15 points ahead as well at one stage. I couldn't believe Bad it. Bad loss. Bad yeah. loss for us Knicks fans. But uh, great, a great atmosphere because I went to Sorare NBA, I'm, it's not Sorare NBA, I went to the NBA in Paris. At, mm -hmm. Well, it was an amazing experience, great seats. It was more about celebrity watching. Because the atmosphere was it was silent, whereas in Madison Square Garden it was capacity like, and everyone was just mad. Like three every time a three pointer went in, everyone stood up and was cheering and going mad. Do you know what the like thing, motto is about Madison Square Garden? What they call themselves? What do they call themselves? It's the world's most famous arena. It probably is. Is it not? I feel like you're judging no it. I feel like um, when you're from somewhere, maybe you're less likely to give it that clout. But over here, like my dad was excited to go to MSG and not 
didn't even really care about the game. He just wanted to go to the place that like Muhammad Ali did all Muhammad Ali stuff. Yes. You know? No, it's, I, I think it's like the best place to watch a basketball game anywhere. And yeah. the, like the Knicks have been so bad for, for like 20 years and they're good this year. And when the Knicks are good, there's like no better place for basketball than Madison Square Garden. Simple as that. Do you know what I find amazing about it? And this is comparing it to football in a sense, and even rugby and any other sport I've been to. In fact, any sport I've been to, any game I've ever been to, <clears throat> the fans, if the Knicks scored, you'd get a cheer, right? Mm -hmm. If it was a really good two points or layup or drive or whatever they call it, or three-pointer, a bigger cheer. You see, if the Hornets scored the best thing you've ever seen in your life, silence. I mean, silence, no, yeah. there, there wasn't like an away end. I mean, honestly, it was no. like, if you weren't looking at the court, you wouldn't know what happened because there's no like, oh, there, there was nothing. And here's the second bit. You see when those guys stand up to take their free throws, the howling and whistling and booing the opposition. It's mad. Yeah. Like in rugby, yeah. it's silence in the ground when someone's taking a kick. In football, yes, okay, you do get it a bit with penalties, maybe. Maybe you do get mm -hmm. it. But there's always a bit of give and take because there's home and away fans or something. But, like, I mean 20,000 people around a basketball court properly booing a guy as he's about to throw. It was just mad. I was, it was, I was like, geez, this is a bit ropey. It's fucking crazy. That happens, that happens at most like high level bat like in the nba or all college basketball it happens as well and they're they're usually not big away supporters where they are like a lot of times just the way that the us is geographically it's just tough for a lot of people to travel for these games and so you get mostly home fans and the best are there's probably like youtube videos about just like the best uh like supporter section behind the hoop of what they do when somebody is shooting a free throw and like the players are so locked in. I mean, they're professionals. Yeah. So like they, they, they can like usually take it out, but the best are like, occasionally you'll have some guy who's like 500 pounds and he'll like rip his shirt off and start jiggling like this. <laughs> and it's just like, it's great. It's like great to see what people think like helps. And yeah. then like, if, if the player misses, everyone's like, yeah, that was because of us. Yeah, they're cheering properly. Like, we made him miss. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know, yeah. like two, a few things that I love, right? American sports have so many stoppages, all the commercial breaks, blah, blah, blah. And I know it can be a melt, right? But you fill it well. So like the T-shirt cannons. Now, there's one thing, the handheld one. They had like a cannon that had like... Oh, yeah. And they bring it out and they spin this big wheel like a, what do you call those, like a Gatling gun? Is that a thing? Like, yes, that's gun. exactly what it is. It's like, and I mean, you're talking drilling like 30 shirts. I mean, they hit the back of the, like I was up a bit and they hit the back. They hit the roof and come down. Yeah. And then. I mean, in honest, honestly, like when it comes to like firearms, I think the United States has figured out a pretty good way. And so we just found a way to put t-shirts in them, which is a little safer for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'm not going to make the joke. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing he's did that's amazing is kiss cams. Kiss cams. Okay. Yeah. It's cute. They kiss, they kiss, they kiss. 
but they came to this couple in their 60s and the guy sort of had his wife and he, I, I assume it was his wife and tried to give her a kiss and she was like, oh no, I can't. Or, and everyone's like, oh. And then he's like, come on, give me. And she, she's like, no, no, no. And everyone's like, oh. And then all of a sudden he kisses her and the whole place stands up. Like, and <laughs> I mean, like it was the biggest cheer of the night. It was incredible. And then there was this challenge at one stage where this girl, she had to score four hoops from in and around the hoop, right? And then if she gets them all, it's 250 quid a basket. And if she gets them all, she gets a shot from half court. And if she makes it, she gets 50K, 50 grand at halftime or whatever. She made the four and she she was crap. She made the fourth one on like one second left of the 30 seconds Ooh. or 40 seconds you had, right? So everyone's erupting and going mad. And then she goes out to the halfway. I mean, everyone stands up. The whole place is on their feet. Everyone's cheering. This random girl god lover in the middle of Madison sure. Square Garden, 20,000 people whooping and yoing and going mad. And she just completely airballed it and didn't get close. <laughs> but I was like, if that had a went in, my top was coming off and beers were going in the air. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was like Jesus. The atmosphere was class. Like an mm. atmosphere. So I don't know if I've a had younger an brother like did that, that. Any football game? Sorry, but a small delay. What were you saying? <clears throat> my my younger brother did a contest like that on at, at Madison Square Garden during a Knicks game. Oh, the wow. competition was there was a big uh, tic tac toe board mm. in the middle of the court they did that this time and they did okay so there's one person on each so he was competing against another fan and you had to run from midcourt make a basket run back and then you could pick up your letter your x or o and put it in and he won and he was like i've never he was like i've a i've never been so nervous because it's like twenty thousand people watching you do something that Already, like it's not like somebody's watching you do something that you normally do and you're yeah. comfortable with. <laughs> you're just running and trying to play, <laughs> yeah. play basketball and and win a tic tac toe game. Um, but the thing that he said, which I always remember, is he was talking about the players because you're like on the court and like professional athletes are like they're, it's just very different seeing them in person than in on on television or wherever. And it's another thing when you're like basically standing next to them. Mm. And I was like, so what was like, what, what was it like being in? And he's like, his response was just simply like, they're all enormous. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like, he's like, I know that they're big. Like basketball players are big people. Yeah. But he said like, we just kind of forget that like the shorter people, the shorter players in the NBA are generally on the taller side of like most people in life yeah, yeah. like you most guys are like, like the shortest guy on the team will be six foot two inches and like that's a pretty good sized person way, way taller than me and that's what he said he was just like the, the players are just so big mm. that and you just when you're there you're just like wow that's but i, I separately i saw a guy win a, a a land rover once for hitting a shot from half court oh wow was the was the Land Rover there? Yeah, like that's, like oh it was like outside. That's crazy. And um, it was he had to hit a bunch of shots and like just everything worked out. And then half court and he drained it and he got. They literally gave him the keys like that right there. That is so much fun. Yeah, oh, that's what that's. Yeah, and everybody. 
<laughs> all of you Europeans just shit on all of our commercial breaks. I and know, instead, we're I giving know. away Land Rovers. I know. Now, there's there's levels. I don't know what it is. There's something about football that's so pure and so nice and so, like, gritty. And, like, people are really, like... It, like, people really get grumpy or something. Like, people are really actually annoyed. Like, there's a lot of... What am I trying to say here? In terms of an atmosphere, I feel like there's much more, like, culture and, like, living and breathing of football clubs because of hundreds of years or whatever of history. Basketball all seems like big day out, lots of fun. And it absolutely is big day out, lots of fun. That's what MLB felt, or that's what baseball felt like. Whereas football feels a bit more like you're going to torture yourself. And I think they kind of like that. And I think if you start making it fun, it takes away from how serious... I don't, I don't know. But it's been 16 minutes yeah, and want, 10 seconds. You don't seconds. want football to be too fun. No, it can't be. Uh, it has to be painful. Speaking of pain, <laughs> we've lots of things to talk about. It's not so painful. <laughs> but we've been blabbering on for a long time there. We should, I could do it all day, but I feel like I need to talk about a few things because it was away and I haven't talked about them. So first up, this actually dropped while I was recording with Sean last week, the club shop and coins. Now, again, disclaimer, I'm kind of finally back in the chair and we'll be full-blown back at it now and whatever but this is my last week of like an excuse in terms of like Laird you're gonna have to carry me a bit here people are winning coins the coins look great crack cannot wait to see what we can buy with them they've said a lot of exciting things can't wait to see the prices of stuff all very exciting cannot wait blah de, blah blah the thing that's annoyed me in the two videos I've went to record today because I've said it in both of them because I've been like oh I won coins and the thing I want to know is what's the matrix for winning coins is it per point? Is it by position? Is it by other thresholds? Is it like, do we know? Yes. Um, so it's oh, it's God. thresholds in, in each competition and you earn more for the more scarce cards. So like super rare competitions will earn more coins for scoring 200 points than like a limited lineup. And I think it's just 100, 200, 300. It might be, I don't think there's a 400, but. Um, oh, Okay, so like if you score, I've got it. I can see it. When you go into the prizes, yeah. it says yeah, so it all. There's no, there's no like central place that shows them all, which there's just no central place that shows them all. I'll put it that way. But like you have to score more than 350 points in All-Star Limited to get 200 coins. But if you enter like All-Star um, Super Rare, which, oh, they changed the lobby again i love when they do this great all-star all super rare if you do more than 350 you get 800 points oh wow do you know what i've just noticed so basically For... if you're a whale you get more but even just at super rare now like when my training super rares i'll just stick them in with the dmp goalkeeper and if i score over 100 points of 200 coins in the bag yes yes now while I was away, did anyone get pissed off at how much they nerfed the coins by? Because I had like 67,000. I'm saying I'll get annoyed if they kill me. And they divided everyone by 10, I assume? 10, yep. Which I uh, don't nobody, like. <laughs> nobody don't got like angry it. because we, we don't know what they're for. and I'm pissed off, right? And I'll tell you for why, Andrew Laird. Please. I, honestly, now, I'm not actually pissed off, but I do think it's crap, right? So... Okay, let me pretend I'm pissed off for the sake of the clickbait and comments. Yeah, I am yeah. raging, right? I'll tell you why. At 67,000 coins, okay? Let's go and see if we can look at the achievements I had to do to get those, right? Can we, can we, is it there? Maybe if I click the coins and go to inventory, it's all gone. 
I have done things like collecting 10 of a player, 25 of a player, 100 rares, this is that, sure. number one serials, this is that. I'm not saying I did a hell of a lot of it on purpose. I just have a <clears> weird <throat> fetish for Daniel Parejo. But <laughs> it's I have 67,000 coins. Now, I'm no mathematician. But go, whenever in one week, like last weekend, I won like 6,000 coins in one weekend. Going back to like 7,000 coins for all of that previous like collectors, this is that. I feel like I may as well have had fucking nothing because I've essentially just got one week for free. When I, I don't know, the difference between everyone who had 10,000 coins saved and people who had 50,000 coins saved. That 40,000 coin difference, I know ratio-wise, maybe I'm just off my game. I maybe just felt they were worth a little more than one weekend's grafting. I don't know. I don't really care. But oh, I do I see, think... I see, it, I, okay, I wasn't actually following that. So you're saying that basically all of the work you did was the equivalent to one game week now? Yes. So you had months of saving up these coins of... Yeah, I should have spent the coincidentally buying Danny every, yeah, yeah. every skin that was there, every badge that was there, because I, someone who had 10,000 coins has lost 9,000. I've lost 62,000. Do, do you know? And I know it's all ratios, and I know it's all relative, and I know it only matters what the prize is, and I know there's a mathematician out there saying, John, you're an idiot. I don't care. It feels worse for me. And I know it's a whale problem, but just let me rant. Like... Do you know? So I I was completely indifferent about this, and now I'm furious. You're because I also that. had 66,000 coins, and I now have six. And I I actually got, yeah, I got 6,000 coins last weekend. And um, so everything yeah. before, all that yeah. collector bollocks, oh, get your coins, yeah. oh, collect this, play this, win this, do this. Was the equivalent to one week of me just throwing lineups in while I was drunk in New York and I won the coins? Now, yeah, that's bullshit. You're right. It is bullshit, but it's not. It's not yeah. like burn the house down bullshit. And then there's enough negative stuff around things that actually are negative. But I mean, I just think it's one of those where it's like, when I saw it in my ba and I and I'd won six thousand, I looked at my entire balance being like eleven thousand nine hundred or something. I was like oh, people are going to be grumpy about this. But I haven't seen anything, so maybe people aren't grumpy. But then you have to remember, the majority of people maybe don't have that many coins. Maybe they do. So the I think the reason don't. why nobody's upset is because we still have no idea how much anything costs so that we would, like, actually buy. Yeah. Like, did you ever spend coins? On purpose, I didn't spend coins because I knew someday they would have value. I was like, I'm not spending these on crappy wee logos now. I'm going to wait until I can actually buy things I want with these. So, like, while it, it does seem like another... It, do you know what? I feel entitled to rant about this because I've, I've badgered about the club shop for like two years in this podcast. So it's not like I'm just bringing it up now that the club shop's here. Do yeah, you know I mean? no, this is I've, definitely your... This is I've, on brand here. I've said I've wanted this for so long. I've kept the coins on purpose for so long. And you can say, ah, but John, they're just a fun little extra part of the game. And that is correct. But I kept them and didn't spend them because I wanted to buy the jerseys. Because I wanted right. to get the tickets. Because I wanted to do the nice things. And now it's like, I've lost 60,000 and someone else might have lost 5,000. On the flip side, I have a gallery that means I can earn 5,000 a week now and other people might earn 500. So you do have that upside. I get it. But I don't know. 
it's just one of those ones. Maybe maybe they could have... I don't even know how you do it, right? It is what it is. It, it, I am kind of like... One side of me goes, this is bullshit. One side of me goes, like, it really doesn't matter. Ultimately, I'm just excited that the club shop thing's happening and I hope they execute it well. But, like... Um, and I'd give my coins up for that. I don't care. I just want it to be functioning because I think it's a really exciting thing. Um, and the ability to win these extra coins each week is good fun. You know? It's an extra way, like dead lineups yeah oh but will i hit the 250 will i hit the 300 yeah no i think it's it's fine yeah i don't think i think the reason why people are not more upset about losing their coins and then seeing how quickly they can accumulate now is just what i was saying before like we just don't know what we're what we can get with them we don't know how much jerseys or tickets or anything costs yet so like it's if there's going to be a point where you're like, oh, this thing costs 60000 and you're like, oh, I used to have 60000 and now I have none. I I never spent mine at all until hours before they got rid of them, and I bought the hamburger logo, like the hamburger icon for my... Oh. Um, and I only did it... I, I thought it was really stupid. Andy and I talked about it. He had like the hamburger, the watermelon, and the pizza, and I was like... like we had a whole conversation about it, I think, last week. I don't even remember if it was on Sora Andrews. And I'm like, this is this is the stupidest thing we've ever talked about. Like, mm. we're you're using these coins. We don't know what the coins are gonna happen. And I'm like, you're you're ridiculous. And then later that night, Jimmer bought the hamburger also. And I literally FOMO'd into a hamburger, oh. the hamburger for 500 coins, which now looks like a steal. 50 I earned those. <laughs> I earned those in one lineup now. I also would have liked, again, this is very much like what it could have been. And this is what we do. I was listening to you talking to HG um, on your Office Hours podcast this week. And you were talking about, like, we always talk about, like, oh, but they could have done Thank this. Thank you for listening. Done that, not for, like, what it actually is. And I do think it's very positive, blah, 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 blah. But we're here to pick holes. I would have loved them to be, like, NFTs or, like, little tradable collectibles within the game. And I know maybe that costs them money on the blockchain for transactions and gas fees and also maybe it's just not completely non-runner but i like the idea that in 10 years that hamburger could be like a so rare og hamburger kind of like in Fortnite, the season one winner's umbrella if it was tradable it would be worth something but it's not tradable because they aren't nfts do you know it's like i feel like as like ips established and like is that even a correct phrase you know what i mean as like that collectability of the so rare ip is established am i talking like I sound like a venture capitalist. I sound like some I, bigwig who knows what he's on about. What I'm saying is, is a little hamburger could be nice someday to someone because it's OG. It's almost like getting a, a first edition Hans Vanneken. That's why I did it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, there are only going to be a few people. Like once the, once they get rid of it, like nobody can get the hamburger. And it was, it was less about me like one day I can sell this hamburger and more just like, People are going to go to my gallery and be like, oh, shit, he has a hamburger. So far, so and, rare, uh, baby. We talk about all the yeah. important stuff. But yeah, no, you're right. I think it's like I would have bought one. Anyway, John, I don't know. Like, honestly, I think it's I think it's this topic is actually really important for us to talk about. I, I realize I'm saying this after saying that I, I bought feel a like hamburger with coming. points. Have I done something wrong? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but Sower needs to do a, a, a much better job of offering things in the game that you can do that are fun, that are not only about what is this worth? What can I sell it for? Mm. And 
I, I literally feel better about my so rare experience because I have a hamburger logo next to my name. Mm. And I think that's good. Yeah. And all I, those people who don't, ha, but you should have yeah. gotten a hamburger. Exactly. And that's like, let me see the little logos, by the way. Do they just pop up beside your name? If I look up Lardino, you learnt your Lardino one so rare, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, you've got that little cute hamburger. Like, come on, man. I want my fucking hamburger. Too late, John. I've got a little shit. It's called Zebra. Oh, I'm going to go to the shop. And I'm going to buy... They don't have an Irish flag. So rare, get me an Irish flag, please. If an Irish flag pops in now, there'll be so many haters. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, I think they could do... I can't wait to see what, what happens with it. I don't know how long the turnaround will be, but I'm excited to see what happens with it. It's also fun that they're going to be able to... You're going to be able to buy so rare data memberships. Speaking of which, why would someone want one of those using the link in the description or code John Nellis? <laughs> I mean, they would honestly only do it if they were if they wanted to be good at so rare. That's all. If do you're you content say, just not you, being good. Are you good, able then... to throw the numbers out that I always say? Are you able to do that? Or is that kind of like dodgy false advertising but because it's like hearsay or not concrete statistics? You know, the whole like 90 Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't think we... Yeah, I forget what the... Like, I think we updated it in January. So it's it's early March now. But uh, when we did it, it was something like 86% of reward winners use server data, like have an active membership. Yeah. And frankly, like, yes, use the code John Nellis. We give, like, there's so much available just on the rookie tier. For free. That I understand there are plenty of people who are like, there's, there's enough that like, I don't need to pay for it. And like, I totally get that. But the stuff that's offered on Pro and Star, like, will literally take your so rare experience to the next level. Like, just the scouting tools for the market or your lineups, like, your lineups will be better using our tools. Like, I have, like, no doubt about that, particularly because I had so little to do with developing them mm. that I know that much smarter people than me <laughs> uh, put those together and built them. And they're great. Like, they're great. Like, it's, it's very easy for me to talk about like the tools and everything that we offer because they're like legitimately very, very good. And I realized that $5 a month or pounds or euros, whatever, or $10 for the, for the uh, star one and yearly, like I realize not everyone has that money and that's, that's fine. Again, like our rookie membership, which is free offers like a ton of stuff. But I do think that if you have a pro or star member, like you will be better at so rare yeah. because of it. If you have a certain size gallery and you kind of need it. Um, I couldn't play the game without it. And I mean that, and I say it every week. And so does every guest. So use the link below or code John Nellis. You can also, if you go to upgrade your subscription, you can just use the code John Nellis as you do that because I'll get mm -hmm. paid. Um, yep. Right, next thing. Big, big change, really. Very big change. The reward tier update. So... Again, this happened like a week ago now, but I'm back in back in Ireland, so it's time to talk about it. Over the last few seasons, Sorares welcomed football leagues and clubs from around the world. Fluff, fluff, fluff. Now that we've fluff, fluff, fluff. Updates and new reward tiers. We are introducing two new tiers at the top end and bottom end of the pool to bring more consistency within and across reward tiers. These tiers will restructure our existing prize pools. We are not introducing new player cards to the pool. So what's changing? Players in the former star pool, which is tier 0, will now split across the new tier 1 and star pools. Players in the former tier 3 pool 
will now split across new tier 4 and 5. Players in the old tier 1 are now tier 2, and the old tier 2 are now tier 3. You can find all about it all about it now on their website. There was also an update to their card swap. So let's start with the tiers. So we've got two additional tiers. Instead of going star, one, two, three, we go star, one, two, three, four, five. Good. It's obviously good. Is it enough? So I think it's good. I don't think it actually addresses the, the biggest problem that people have with the tiers, which I'll get to in a second. The biggest positive is that if you win a star card, you're going to like get an actual star. Mm. Like I think one of the biggest frustrations that people had were winning these tier zero cards. And you're like, oh, it's like a Segunda Division goalie. Yay. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 he's really good. And you're like, yeah, but you hear the word star. And then you're like, I've never heard of this player. And that's kind of yeah. a bummer. And so what they basically said was previously the star cards were the top, what was the number? 6.7, let's call it 7% of the prize pool. So like the top 7% players were tier zeros. And now it's the top 2%. So like they're taking all of these cards that were in the star and they're shrinking it down and taking the top of it so that like, not everyone's going to win Mbappe every week, but like you have Mbappe, a better chance Holland, that you're going to win. Kimmich. Right. It's going to be someone big. Right. So they basically took the star tier and made that star and tier one. So like the, the top 2% is star and then the bottom 5%, whatever it is, is, tier, is now tier one. So the thing we have to recognize there is that they're not going to give out as many stars because mm -hmm. they're, like they're they're probably still going to give out the same number of the previous star, but now only some of them are tier zero. They're just called different, which things. I think they're still going to give away the same stuff. It's just called different. It's just called differently, right? And so, but the benefit is like if you do qualify for a tier zero, like you're you should win an absolute banger, which is like what yeah. we all want. Which is exciting. And so, but I mean, everyone, but like, but everyone kind of knew that, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I feel. Like I should say, like everyone knew that. Like I knew if I came third, I wasn't gonna get Mbappe. I knew if I came yeah, yeah, sixth, but, I wasn't gonna get Haaland. So are there people but, out there in the community going like, "But we're not gonna win as many stars now because anyone's saying that just sell up and leave." Do you know, please, it, like that. It's more the bottom part that, like, if you get a bottom bottom star tier, it should still be like a star, and it, it wasn't. It was basically what they now have yeah. in the tier one pool, and so winning a star now is like you're really winning a star and then they have you know they now these tier three four and fives like the weird thing is is that basically the way that if you if you think of how the rewards work you just think of a very long list of players like literally hundreds of players and what they used to do is like you know they take the top what it used to be 6.7 percent of this huge list and they draw a line and they're like, everyone above this is tier one. And below this, the next 10% is tier one. And below this, the next, the 10% after that is tier, whatever it is. Yeah. And basically what they've done now is just move the lines. Like the, the list yeah. is the same. It's exactly. just, they've moved, they've that's added I mean. lines. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, so, I'm just going to, sorry, can I just say something that's on my head here right now? Yeah. 
And this is going to make me come out like an idiot, but I don't care. Literally last week I said they need more tears and that would be like, I think the way I put it to Sean was like, okay, so they come out with new tears, a team to manually adjust rewards, they do this, they do this, they do this, is it enough, right? But now as I think about it, does more tears actually change anything? (laughs) Or is it just arbitrarily chopping the list up a different way? What is different or more positive about it? And I know in the past, I've definitely said multiple times, more tears. I don't even know why I was saying it now. Because we're here and it's just an arbitrarily chopped up list. Where if I come first, I'm still going to get what I would have won if I got it first. If I come eighth, I'm still going to get what I would have got, but it's just going to be called different. So now I'm in this whole reward thing, what I'm thinking is like, is the biggest and only issue really just like the correct allocation in terms of like non-injured, suspended, broken players? Uh, yes. Does it, is what I'm saying yeah. making sense to you? So I, I think it's not that we needed new tiers. We just needed the tiers to be more representative of what we thought they were. And so like That's the, the star tier... You're right. If, if you're going to have a star tier, it should include star players and it shouldn't include star players and the guys behind them. And so now I think that they're doing a better job. They, they, where they've drawn the lines now for each tier is better. But it is kind of funny how like, so in their update, like in bold letters, it says these tiers will restructure our existing prize pools. And basically what that means is instead of tier zero, one, two, three, we're going to do zero, one, one, two, three, four, five. Like we have new new lines. We are not removing players from or introducing new players to the pool. And that's where the problem is. Because when people are like, they need to fix the tiers, they didn't really mean the tiers needed to be fixed. It's that there are players in the prize pool that shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. which is why we have this swap problem. Uh... Because... We have players who are hurt or suspended or without a club or are 25 being one in under 23s. And it's like those, that's what needed to be fixed. And this new tiering system, while nice and giving us kind of like a better idea of what we win, really doesn't solve that problem. And the new card swap rules, which are really like the new, new ones, because they had already done new card swaps, which you and Sean talked about last week, including my swap of a swap, which wouldn't be eligible now. Like the I, the hope is that they get the tiers right, that like there is no swap rule because we don't have to worry about it because when guys are hurt or suspended or retired, that they're just not in the prize pool. And like that fundamentally, like that's what needs to be fixed. You're right. They've literally said on that, we was. <laughs> we are not removing players from or introducing new players to the pool and the whole thing is we need you to bloody remove them I don't know Right? should there be like a DMP it, tier or like an injured so, tier like but that's um, awkward because you can things, have a very expensive injured player so one of the things that Maxine talked about on office hours this week was this week as if we've done a ton of them was if you're going to announce something, you need to execute it. Mm. And they had previously announced that they were going to put DNPs in the prize pool. And people were really interested. And And I don't think there was ever an expectation that we were going to get like 
Florian Verts when he was out with the torn ACL. Like they stopped auctioning him. He wasn't in the prize pool because he's injured. And I don't think they actually, they might've done a special weekly with a bunch of injured players. But the idea was like, we're going to give out injured players in a new in tier three. And it just like never happened. And so many people complain that they're not enough rewards. And part of it is because they don't reward injured players, which nobody wants to like, nobody wants to win a tier one and have it be an injured player, which is exactly what I got last week. And, but if you win like a tier, uh, what's the last one now? Five. If they had a tier six and it's like, these are just injured players. They're not going to be stars, but like they're just injured tier fives. Like, I don't think people are going to be that pissed about it. Can I say something weird? Please. <laughs> that I've never thought of before, which maybe has been talked about to death and I've just missed it, right? Why can you not just leave injured players in and then there's no more headaches about giving out injured players and base it all off last auction value? I know there's a problem there with dropping values, but if there, if you kind of just leave it where it kind of goes both ways, you just fucking get what you get and you'll not get upset. Deal with it. Or is that just fundamentally wrong? I think it's a little of both, to be honest. Like yeah. I, I think people are a bit so, too entitled at the minute and assume like, oh, because I mean, ultimately, like if you win a Florian Verts, if you won him whatever six or eight months ago, just after the ACL, terrible. But look at him now; he's fucking incredible. I know the hard part is like it's the speculation on future value, and you might win it on that day. He's worth point four, but then later he's worth point two. So I get that, but equally, you can win a car that's worth point two and goes to point four. I don't know. I just. It just came to my mind, like, it just takes all this shit out of it, but so it I, breeds its own problems. I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I think the the problem is that Verts probably isn't a great example. Yeah, he's Really what you want is, like, what happens What happens when you win the, the injured K-League midfielder who doesn't use, like, who starts, but he's like, okay, and then he's hurt, and now you win this card that, like, you probably weren't going to use, mm. and now you can't even sell it because he's hurt. So, like, my experience last week... So I won a Jose Gaia rare card as a tier one. Gaia was going to be out for four weeks. He got hurt the weekend before. Mm. And I'm one of those people that was like, I think swaps are really bad. Like, I, th I don't think they should do them. But if they're allowed, I'm going to do it. Like, mm. I'm not going to play by a different set of rules that, that make the game harder for me. So I submitted a swap and they approved it. And I think his time? value was like 0.1, like theoretically his value was like 0.17, but like none had sold since he got hurt. Cause like who's going out and buying a guy who's going to be hurt for the next four months, four weeks. So the card I got back was Josh Sargent who if, so I did a Google search on Josh Sargent when I got it. And like the first thing that came up was that he was hurt. And it was like an announcement from uh, Norwich, like, He's going to be out for at least two weeks, which I believe technically didn't qualify for a swap because it was only two weeks. So Sargent's price had like fallen because of the injury. So like now the, the, the value and, and not to like put so much emphasis on the value of like my first reward and my second, but like the gap got bigger. And the problem is nobody's buying Josh Sargent because like nobody wants an injured guy. Mm. So the reward was Friday. It was the midweek. So I got guy on Friday. I swapped it Friday. They gave me Sergeant. Sergeant was hurt. So I submitted a swap again. 
And I didn't get a response on that until Monday, which like two more days of the floor just dropping and dropping because like people are just trying to sell this injured guy that's not going to be come back. So I got a, I got my new card on Monday, but then, so basically the value of my, of Sergeant was so much lower that it was actually now lower than like some of the rewards of people who finished behind me. Mm. And now it's like, like, well, this happens because you gave me an injured guy. Like prices drop really fast on injured guys. So if you don't reward injured guys, people don't have this value problem. But so that's like you, they look at value at like previous sales, but like previous sales don't matter if the floor keeps dropping because like nobody's yeah. buying. And so I don't even remember what like my actual point of this was other than I don't like rewarding, yeah. rewarding injured players in like the upper tier of rewards, I think is a, there's too much of a negative experience with that, that it's, it's almost not worth it for so rare to, to reward them when I do think it's easy enough to just check the list every week and be like, is anyone injured here? And then, yes, this guy is injured. We'll take him out of the pool. And yeah, like, I think that the, the response is we should, we'll just reward injured players because like, we can't be, how do you guys say? We can't be arsed with fi- checking it ourselves, but like, they should be like, th- th- like they should be. Yeah. They should have like a team. There should be people dedicated to doing that. And that by a team, it doesn't need to be 18 people. It could be like two. Um, or I don't know. I'm going to put my hood up for the first time in podcast history, maybe because it's cold. Because I'm in a different place, and I'm essentially I need to turn the heating on too. You might hear the boy. Should I do it also, just in solidarity? Do I look like Slim Shady? No, you look like Slim Shady. Do I? You look like you're going to cast a spell on me. You look like you go to Hogwarts. Yeah, I think it's more like a. (laughs) Sorry to audio listeners. (laughs) Go over to YouTube now and skip the 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And yeah, just like and subscribe. Is there anything that you wanted to discuss? Anything that's getting on your goat, grind your gears, anything you want to praise, anything you're loving? Um, I'm I'm thankful that you invited me on this show, but I'm upset because I won't listen to it this week. Oh. Yeah. I feel No, honestly, like (laughs) This is going to be the part of the podcast where I thank you for having me on, but also thank you for like all the stuff you do. Cause like oh, you legitimately you. make my so rare experience better. And when so far so rare comes out on Friday, I get really excited mm. uh, because I get to see, like I get to hear somebody else's perspective. Unfortunately, last week's show kind of sucked, but like it was fine. <laughs> and then I won't listen to this week. So hopefully next week gets a little bit better, but who's your dream? But guest? yeah, no, get thank you. Like, nominated guests. That's a good thing. I saw a few people, uh nominating someone in the comments here i don't remember who it was but i agree like i think um it's it's a fun show because it gives you like a pers- like you can see other people's perspectives on so rare and where they are and um yeah it's it's always fun like i think there's a lot of fun so rare content out but like when so far so rare comes out like i i listen Thanks. right away i appreciate that andrew andy it says andrew on the screen that's why i said it but um yeah no it's fun i think like i've kind of got into a, a a routine now of just getting guests on that I know a bit because I know they'll have a decent setup. I know they're probably full time of content or whatever they'll have time. I know this, I know that, but maybe I need to try and try a few new people. So if anyone wants to come on, give me a shout and I'll try my best. But thanks. And likewise. Uh, 
I've been a bit whenever I travel, strangely, you'd think that's a time to listen to podcasts. I don't because I just watch stuff on planes, but now that I'm home and I'm gonna be out and about with the dog and things, I'm gonna be cut back into my routine. But uh you and HG escorted me from Dublin Airport back to County Down last night and kept me awake. Um when I definitely could have fallen asleep. So thank you. Look Happy to help. I will say that the one the show that you did with Quinny recently like it ended and I was like sad because I just oh. wanted like five more hours. I could listen <laughs> I like could you two all day. Yeah, you guys should. You guys yeah, should chat actually. every day. Every yeah. single day. Mm-hmm. Moving with Quinny and his family. There you go. He's got plenty of room in that studio. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure uh, yeah. he just hop right over there. Move I put the internets real fast too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right. So I wanted to, that, that's that. Let's see if we have any questions. Um, this, oh, there was the swap eligibility. Just be honest with me. Has that whole new swap criteria been done to death or do we need to talk about it? Uh, I will only say that I think the new swap rules are basically t- them telling us to fuck off. Okay. If you believe you want to do it before doing so, okay, I feel like I need to read it now. So so the, the basic thing is back to the injured players. Mm. Apologies for cursing too. Uh, the, uh, the old rule was if they were going to be out for four weeks – you could swap. And now it's six months as long as the club announces that it's going to be at least six months. Oh, and wow. like clubs just don't always do stuff like that. What if the what if the club says they're out for the season? It's not saying six months. Ooh, drama. Yeah, I think there's gonna be yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's just like, well, I don't know. They said a few months. How many is a few? And yeah, yeah. five to six, not the same as six. Like hope hopefully. They fix all the players in the pools, and we don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. That's all. Let's see what happens. That's going to be fun. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's good that they changed them because they were – I was just sick of it, to be honest with you. Right. Let's answer a couple of questions and hit the road. Um, apparently, <laughs> Will reckons you're too busy. Are you not busy enough? You need to get the UTL boys on. That's the Up the Loyal crew. So I said nominate your rep. So maybe we'll have a loyal on soon. Um, why are you, you so? Isn't uh? I feel like I feel like you've had somebody. I've had maybe at least it wasn't like fourteen of them. I'm only joking, but there's definitely what... <laughs> they, they are a, they are a large crowd. Um, so it's time they they nominate the representative and send him forth for a grilling. I will say that's one of the really fun things about so rare are these like kind of mini communities that form yeah. uh, of just people who are really into so rare like. One of those communities is the reason I work at Sorer Data right now. Exactly. Do you know what happened to me the other day, speaking of online communities? When I was at MSG, no. I need to go and find them to shout them out. Shit. Give me a second. Hold, hold, hold this down for one minute. Well, let me just tell that story quickly, because if you're ever, if you're somebody who's like just getting into Sorer or or you're in like one of these communities already and you like are in the so rare discord like general one which i'm i'm i can't stand it in there myself but there are plenty of people like contribute good things in there and if you think that that person was like would fit in the community that you're in like invite them in because there are things that like people bring to groups that like can help them like expand so when i started so rare like i didn't have any idea what i was doing and andy black reached out to me on Twitter and we were like kind of DMing a little bit there. And he was like, Hey, we're, I have this discord group. Why don't you join it? And like Jimmer's in it and a few other people, somebody let Sean in and I, whatever 
Sean's there. But um, the uh, Maxime was in it. And I remember like when I joined, they were like, hey, Maxime like is the SoRare data guy. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. And like, I'm like fairly like one month into SoRare. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was like, yeah, if you have any like issues, just like he's he's the guy. And this was before SoRare Data was like a actual company. It was literally mm. just Maxime and his free time. Donations. But like just through that small like discord community, mm. like I became friendly with Maxime and literally the rest is history I, yeah i, I work shelf. for him now yeah um what that what i had happen was i was at the msg and posted a photo to twitter and i got i didn't even think of it at the time but there was a message a reply to that tweet and it was like where are you and i said like section 101 and about 20 minutes later some guy came up and said are you john nellis and it was the guy from twitter's friend so he knew his friend was at the game. He asked his friend to go and find me, and then his friend FaceTimed him. So for people watching, I'll show it quickly, the, the photo. You might or might not have seen it. I wonder, can I send you this quickly? Share tweet, send via direct message. I can probably send this to you, Laird. Sorry, I'm butchering you, this for people watching. But um, Was your dad there? Yeah. Well, like, What was that like? I had Having a like people one. come up and be like, are you John Nellis and your right. dad's like... I had a weirder one, right? So anyway, that, that was the first nice one. I wasn't going to bring this up, but you've asked me, so I've got free reign, right? I felt like a celebrity at the weekend. I'm going to tell you the story. But this one was nice. So then your man took the screenshot of the FaceTime and then posted it and said, like, whatever. So anyway, that was nice. I felt like an actual YouTuber celebrity at the weekend. So, said Pats for All Parade in Queens... Did the whole parade, whatever else, down into, I think it was called the beer keeper or the barkeeper. I think it was the beer keeper. In there, out the back, in the, like, the, it wasn't even a smoking area. It was kind of out the back, drinking mm -hmm. beers, having fun. Group of five, six of us, seven. My dad, uncle, a few friends. And these kids came over, right? There was like a Shannon Gales is what they call themselves. They're like a Gaelic football team based in New York. And there was like... 15 kids out the back munching their pizza after doing the wee parade right and three of them come over and i swear to god i've never seen more starstruck looking people in my life and it's weird when you're the subject of that yeah and yeah like properly like i mean i would have no idea are but... you the are, are, are you the guy off the youtube and i was like yep and they're like ah and then they all start that's amazing down. it was so mad but it's like i've had like that's probably like i've had five six seven eight times that happen in ireland but it's normally like Someone will see you here, someone will see you there. A few people here when you're going into a shop, whatever else. And it's like, oh, thank you. But that was like properly like when I was with people, you know? And I'm just like, I'm a single man. I'm like, I need to get people doing this to me when I'm on dates. <laughs> I need to be on dates when these little bastards come up to me. But anyway, it was, it was really cute. But they asked me, they, honestly, they, they got the photos. Da, 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 da. They wanted me to sign their shirts. And I was like, had you ever like, signed a shirt before? No. And these kids yeah. are like seven or something, right? And I was like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. what are you going to do with this, to I be honest? Like, yeah, I was like, this is going to devalue it. This isn't a good thing. I was like, you need to ask your mom. 
so they went and asked their mum and their mum said it was okay and I was like are you a hundred and ten percent sure I was like I'm actually not famous this they, they've got this wrong you're you're gonna have a random guy's name on your kid's beautiful little Shannon Gills jersey anyway it was class because I was saying it in front of people so I felt like the big man but um that yeah, sounds great I think you, what you should do what you should do in the future is sign people's phone cases because yeah. like my son watches all your videos on like his phone. What do you see this? And if he had like John Nellis just written on the back, he'd love it. Can that's that? that's incredible. That's them with their wee jersey signed. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed the jersey. Yeah, you anyway. did. Yeah, sorry for everyone listening on audio, but anyway, that was mad. You asked. I wasn't going to bring it up. Big man John here. What can I say? I'm an international celebrity. Um, John, honestly, like, um, I feel like you don't, like, you still, like, can't believe it. Like, like how quickly, like, your YouTube channel has gotten and, like, how many views you get. And it's, like, comforting, at least, to see that you're just, like, this is actually wild. As opposed yeah. to just being like totally <laughs> big man, like, yeah, whatever. I'm like a celebrity. Yeah, now. it's like, fucking crazy. And it's, you know what it is? Yeah. I think like, I don't know if you get it with content. I don't know if other people, maybe, maybe it's harder to relate to for people that don't make content, but it's very easy to just kind of get into the rhythm of numbers on the screen and trying to beat the numbers from yeah. last videos and on YouTube, trying to get your one of 10, your two of 10, your three of 10, good performing videos, retention rates high, click through rates good. And it's very easy to go into that analytical mindset and you forget very quickly that every single number is a person. You know, and even for people listening to this, so, like, thank you everyone listening to this. But it's at times you kind of, I think, do you know what I actually feel? And this is the God's honest truth, because this is the only like podcast that's long form I do. The shorts, no one gets to know mm-hmm. me. The long form is few and far between at the minute, going to do a bit more of it. People kind of get to know me, but this is like really me. Do you know this? This is the only piece of content that's really me. So I feel like yeah. this is actually like my the actual community or people I talk to. That's why like last week I'll drop in the fact that I'm going through a breakup because it feels like this is like the actual people who like that's, I kind of would go for a beer with. Whereas I feel like all the short stuff, that is the kind of like number driven mm-hmm. stardom for people listening. I'm doing little finger yeah. things. Um, no, I think the, you know, that's like my favorite thing about like podcasting or like streaming and is that you don't like we've actually met in person but like uh like i've never met quinny but like i feel like he's like one of my best friends because i like watch him every you know i see all this stuff and i listen to him and it just like you get a connection with people that you don't know through podcasting and, and streaming and it's it's a lot of fun that way and like it that's why i listen to podcasts and i just like there are more uh it's just it's, more personal it's like a weird like one-sided way to connect with someone but like yeah. it's it it works and uh but that's why people like going. podcasts i think because like you just like anyone listening to this now i imagine the bulk of them probably feel like the part of the conversation like they're sat right there you know exactly they're, they're just kind of sat exactly. there with their mouth closed and listening they're just been silent mm-hmm. party in this conversation for a while because that's the vibe podcast and that's what i like but um yeah, I think with like the short form and all that in particular, it's very easy to be like, oh, this one only got 150,000 views. Like, oh, I want a million, you know? Oh, but then you, I'm not thinking of a million people watching. I'm just thinking of the number, the arbitrary, like the random number that's on the screen and how it compares to the last one. Whereas with so this, it's funny you say that because it, that reminds me of when you did the London meetup 
which I could not go to. But somebody mentioned to me previously when I was like early on and I was like, like literally early on in my podcasting and you get like dozens or hundreds of listeners and you're like, it's just not that many. Cause like you hear that, like people who like make money doing this stuff, get hundreds of thousands, millions views. And you're like, man, I only have like 175. And then when you think of like, if you were in a room in front of yeah. 175 people doing the same, talking about the same thing, you'd be like, holy shit, there are a lot of people here. Yeah. Like just like listening to me. And when you were talking about in London, you were like, I'm going to be nervous, like standing up in front of all of these people. And it's like, but you get a hundred times more people who listen to you every week. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but these people are like looking at me, like waiting. Yeah, and it's just like, and that is listening. the big difference. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're actually living. Cause like, I think the difference is as well with like the podcast and stuff. It's like, you know, if even if you go into the analytics there, I don't. Maybe people won't give a shit about this. Maybe this is where like I'm we're actively hurting the the, the analytics. But it's like the retention Sorry. on the podcasts on YouTube and stuff are really like good. Like people are here to listen and watch, and they stay for a long time. If people are still here, they're one of the I don't know thousand, two thousand. However, I don't even know because you'd have to look at all the audio numbers plus video numbers. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But like, they're like part of the diehards that just listen every week and it's part of the routine. But I mean, like that doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's just different than the other channel. But anyway, um, I have a fun question. It does seem to weird to me that there there seem to be people that like listen to podcasts and then like halfway through, they're like, eh, I'm done. I'm like, why would you even? What's the difference between 30 minutes and 60? Just go for it. Just finish it up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're right. The um, the, the fun question, I got distracted. I got a weird message there. Sorry, I'm a bit ignorant, but at least I'm honest. Uh, so I have a fun question for you. It's got two parts to it. One is, Sean wants to know why you're so against fun and swearing. And Ollie wants to know, Ollie Grant, what's your favorite swear word and does it sound better in an Irish accent? Americans so, don't like cussing. It's a different society. Not, it, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is something like that. So I think if you... Do you say cussing and not cursing? No, you definitely say cussing. Oh, I've never said cussing. I always say cursing. Maybe oh, it's like a... We'd say swearing I don't know. or cursing. Swearing? Okay. So the way I've always looked at swearing is... And this is just the way that like I... Oh, that's actually not true. So I swear a lot to people that I am... That I know. I get like comfortable with somebody and I'm perfectly content swearing in front of them. And I think that there, that I have not like a responsibility, but it is my job. And I try to be somewhat yeah. professional in what I do. And I come from a background where like words matter that like I used to write a lot and like what I wrote mattered and the words that I use to help people understand like whatever they're doing matter. And so when I start to like start swearing, I want, when I swear, I want it to count. I want you to really yeah, know that I mean it. That's what I lose. And that's the thing comedians say, isn't it? Like whenever you say fuck, it needs to like add emphasis. It needs to make that, an impact. Right. Yes. And and not to say that I don't swear just kind of in normal conversation where like it's not making an impact. But I feel like when I am when I'm working here, yeah. <laughs> meaning like on my streams, I if I'm going to to swear, I want it to count. 
Yeah. And sometimes I just let them fly, but then Sean always does. And now it's honestly, it's just a bit like at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, I do really like the word fuck. Like that's by far my favorite <gasps> one. And it makes like, yeah. And it's like, I, it, everything about it feels not even like serious, but I, but I want to use them sparingly enough where if I'm talking about something and somebody who like regularly listens or watches me and I'm like, this is fucking horrible. Like I want them to know it is. You know, I'm not going to lie, Laird. It hits me hard when you say it because I'm not used to you talking like that. Like I am here like, big man's got something to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 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 that's why I try. I'm a little bit hard here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh God, I had to bring it down. All right, sorry. <laughs> I, so the other side is is honestly because of my son. Yeah. And that, like I don't I don't swear in front of my kids at all. Like I I don't do it. I I know that there are parents who do it, and I'm not judging anyone for doing it. People can use whatever words they want. I just don't swear in front of my kids. But I do listen to so rare content with my son, just like in the car, I put it on and people swear because we're all adults here. You won't listen to this one. Not this one. No. So people, I like, um, people swear we're all adults here. And like, I get it. And he's, he just turned 12 and he's like at that age where he like, he knows what they are. He wouldn't dream of swearing in front of me. I don't know if he swears in front of his friends. Frankly, I, I don't care as long as he's not like swearing at people or at, his teachers or whatever like whatever like i get he's going to use those words but it's actually at this point now where i'm like sorry for people who are watching or who are listening excuse me but like if we're in the car and we're listening to you or quinny or like and like somebody says fuck and he's just like and he like gives me this look like <laughs> i heard that one and it's like i know you heard it but like um but it's like a thing now but like i because i don't swear in front of him like if I'm doing a show, I don't listen to my own stuff that often. I do sometimes. Uh, I don't. I don't need him hearing me swear. Um, yeah. No, I get. But it. yeah, I, I I reserve them because I want them to count, and I realize that that doesn't apply to everybody. I probably. But I, it's just something I do. More. Yeah, I swear. I, I swear yeah. too much. But when I go on like Sky Sports, I know how not to swear. And if I'm yes. talking to my grandmother, I will not swear. You know what I mean? Like. Sure. But I just think in general, in life at the minute. I don't know, maybe because I don't, I work for myself, I do what I want, I'm very comfortable with my parents. There's very few people that I'm not going to swear in front of, which means I probably swear a bit much, and I catch myself sometimes. But, anyway. I, I just remember, like, the with the whole K-League or J-League or whatever stuff that Sean was all fired up about, and he was just like, you know, this is fucking horrible, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's where everybody, like, started, was like, wow, he's, like, really upset about this. Yeah. And... Like that's the point of, of swearing is like, you're like really getting your point across. And, um, so I just, I, I just reserve them, but fuck is definitely my favorite one. I just like the way it sounds like, it's just like so compact and like, it kind of ends hard and like people hear it and they're just like, Oh, Oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Does it sound better in your accent or mine? I I don't know. I I think it's a great word that anybody can use. Everyone can comment below or or let us know. Yeah, please. So you, you go first. Fuck. Fuck. 
Mine's a little scarier, I think. But I think think you were ready for it, though. I was just saying it. I think your mine means like I'm gonna fuck something up, whereas yours kind of means like let's make love. I think. (laughs) 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 I don't know. We'll have people be the judge. Sorry for listening from the kids, but this is an 18 plus show. (laughs) Yeah. Say bad words responsibly and all that. Anyway, uh, right. With time maybe for one or two more. We don't really because this is going to take about 14 hours to upload, but uh, we're having fun. Would you... No, we'll actually ask a so rare one, then we'll go. (laughs) Thanks, Kahuna, but we don't have time. (laughs) What is... that's That's a compliment more than anything. What's the secret to you being everywhere in anything so rare and yet not being remotely close to being annoying? Keep up the good work. This sounds like I haven't got this secret. (laughs) This sounds like this is a secret you've got. (laughs) So it sounds like I am definitely remotely annoying. (laughs) Anyway. um, We are, like, I am doing more, like, video content than I've ever done. And I started that rabbit hunting because I wanted to figure out if I could do content by myself. And I looked at like you and Quinny and Mike Zakarian over at team hold who does a, a daily NBA show. And I was just like, I wonder if, if I could do solo content and mm. like Nep does like 12 hours straight. And I'm just like, how is this? Yeah, how do you I... do this? And uh, like Chani does his too and Haber and like, it all looks like you guys enjoy it. So I was like, I need to try this and it is kind of fun, but like, I'm, I do feel like I'm getting to the point now where people are going to start getting sick of hearing from me. Uh, but but... you only think that people still listen to me and look at me. I just shouted a screen talk shape for 20 minutes, pretty much every day. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd listen to you every day. So just keep it on. But it's the same. It's like, I think you, you get sick of hearing your own voice, but ultimately like maybe, it's kind of like, I, th- I think, maybe I'm wrong, right? The way I look at streaming, and maybe I'm wrong, but the way I look at it is, it's almost like you're having a conversation with yourself where you say what you're thinking, and then you think back on what you're thinking, and you think of what they're probably thinking, and then you maybe mm-hmm. address that. So let's say I say, oh, I think I'll pick Odegaard because of this. But then I'm thinking, they're looking at the stream going, but Jude Bellingham's there. So then I have, you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, someone would say to me, why? so I'd probably go, Oh, but Jude Bellingham's there. I know I should probably pick him. I don't know. I think that that's a very obvious example, but I think like streaming in general is kind of like it's just about being able to have a conversation with yourself in a sense, which is kind of weird. I no, just... I th- no, I think there's definitely something to it. I will also say though, and if anybody is still possibly listening to this, if you are watching like a live stream, like participating in the chat is so both like helpful and like encouraging mm. because it lets whoever is doing the stream know that like people are listening and they're interested. And I, I like really underestimated that part when I was like doing, if I'm like, I'm just going to talk to myself and like, there's nothing there. And I decided to do it live and like people like participate and mm. that makes it a lot more fun because, um, it's, it's different if you're just talking than if you're talking and you actually like know people are listening yeah, yeah. and can like respond to what you're doing. No, nope, you're, you're bang on. The engagement's everything, uh, particularly when you're live because you're just waiting for something to latch on to or something. All it takes is the right question, the right comment, the right thing to make you laugh. But um, right. I think we've actually addressed the, the guts of most of the questions. I'm sorry. There's yeah, probably so. a couple there, but based on time, honestly, it's... it's 
eight and a half hours until upload time or until live time and this is going to take four hours to upload so i need to go um that's that's where we are guys but um laird it's been an absolute pleasure people can find you at andrew m laird on twitter um, that's it yep so rare data just look that up on podcasts on youtube you'll find all the content there's loads of it there and thanks a million for being here oh thanks for having me and thanks for literally thanks for everything that you do as well oh thanks man see you later i'm terrible at